time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. And welcome back to the uh, Bump and Run podcast. I am Run. I'm Bump. How's it going? It's going good. It's going well. So, uh, obviously, big news uh, over the weekend. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who had been knocking on the door for the uh, previous weeks since the pandemic returned, comes mm-hmm. in and wins a tournament and overpowers the golf course. And now the whole world has changed. <laughs> I mean, it almost seems like that, doesn't it? It does. It does. It's, it's, it's almost getting enough. Yeah, I get it. He hits it long off the tee. But it's like every story, every tweet, every this. You know, th- this week it was his diet because he revealed his diet. So everybody was putting it on in the Kraken and and unleashed the Kraken and all this stuff. It's uh, He has, well, you know, if, if nobody's paying attention, they probably are now because he's always been a weird guy, but this one seems to be something strange that we thought he was trying but is actually working well power you know people love power like i think people would love to see long drives uh, i mean it's it's why you have a world long driving contest but you don't have a very successful world putting contest or chipping contest right because those <laughs> right. things aren't really sexy and so when you're hearing about things like 367 yards and 377 yards and um, drives like that and uh, and hitting, you know, I mean, the, the stats, you can go on and on and on about all the stats, about what he's done. But uh, I got to admit, it's what he's done with his game, because it's it's not just about power, but it's no. mostly about power. It's it's pretty remarkable. It really, it really is. He's, you know, he was one of the first guys in, what, the last 24 years to be number one off the tee and number one putting? And mm-hmm. winning a tournament, so you know, again, like we can poke holes in this game all we want. He's hitting it a long way, and he's leaving himself with short, scorable irons, and he's not really giving himself a whole bunch of chances. But this week, his putter saved him because he started making a whole bunch of twenty twenty five footers um, to help him get to the twenty two underscore that he won. Um, so the next, the next step for Bryson is to shore up that wedge game, right? Yeah, he's like I think I had the stat last night on Sports Center. I think he's 152nd in wedge from 50 to 75 yards. And to me it's more like the bigger issue is kind of like from 100 to 125 yeah. yards cuz there's just the proximity that he puts himself in. It's actually amazing how many longer sort of 20-foot putts he made. But you know, with a wedge in your hand, you got to be able to hit it closer than that. And if he ever gets that figured out, I mean, it's it could be scary. Now, right. having said all that, um, I still think there will be uh, courses where this will be very effective, and somewhere it might not be quite as effective. Right. And I think it's going to be interesting to see as he goes along. Will a course like Augusta play into his hands? Possibly. I mean, Possibly. if you're thinking about the second hole there, and he's driving it down to the yeah, bottom he's of down the hill. The bottom of the hill. Uh, that could be, but um, but I'm not. I, I'm I'm surprised at how overwhelming the response has been to this. I guess just because it is such a cool story about how a guy in three months transformed his body and found a way. Uh, you know, it looked at the science and found a way that he thinks he can better improve his game, and and so far it's worked. Right, and. I, you know, you know, getting back to Augusta, I think if you're not going to improve your wedge game for there, in time for there, it's going to be harder for him because he's not going to leave himself 
with any short putts because if you have to hit such short windows on those greens, right, or else you're on the wrong tier or you're putting downhill. Um, so he may be able to whip it way around that corner on 13 and have an easy 9-iron into the par 5 there. But if he's not going to hit it into the right spot, he could end up with a par instead of an eagle. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it, again, it's he, he now now that he's got the driver figured out, he needs to figure out the wedge. And, and I agree. If he figures that out, like look what happened with Dustin Johnson when he finally got well got good with his wedge game. He started winning mm-hmm. a whole ton of tournaments. So I would say that that would be the exact same thing for Bryson DeChambeau when he figures out that wedge game. And I don't know, maybe those, maybe that same length shaft thing is throwing it a bit off because he seems to be long with his wedges all the time. Right? <laughs> he's just got too much power. I too much power. And then he's, you know, it's not as short a club. I, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but, um, you know, his wedges generally come up long. It looks to me like he's swinging it like a sledgehammer, and there's no finesse to it. You know, right. that's the, and that's the part of the game where I think that does come into play, and that's why, um, you know, the great wedge players. You look at guys like Seve or Phil. I mean, those guys just had this kind of finesse to it, right. and uh, or still have it in Phil's case, I guess. Um, but that doesn't seem to be the case with Bryson. He's seen. I mean, he, it's almost like watching him. I know he's putting well, but when you see that setup and he's standing over the putts, it looks like. Man, just so uncomfortable mm-hmm. and, uh, and awkward, and yet it's effective. And I think that, to me, is uh, kind of where this is all stemming from. Like, he is such a science-based guy. Right. He believes in what he's doing and how he's able to kind of transform things, or he's looked at the data and said, how do I get better? Well, maybe it's by having shorter clubs hitting into the par fours and the par fives. He right. had an eight iron, 230 yards yesterday. Man, out of the rough. He had an average of a hundred, his average going into the par fours last week was just over a hundred yards, like 101.6 yards or something. If you're hitting, if that's all you have left into par fours, then, you know, obviously you yeah. should, the, 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 the stats sort of say you should probably have a whole bunch of birdie putts. Yeah, exactly. Even if he, uh, a lot of them were left a little bit longer than he should. But well, uh, and his greens and reg stats since he came back are almost 80%. So, yeah. um, and did you see this? Did you see that he broke Shotlink to an extent? Yeah, you saw that. Where apparently right. on Shotlink data, if you're within 50 yards of the green, it counts it as an approach. So his approach <laughs> stats are all over the place because he hits it to 30 yards in front of the green, and it counts it as an approach. So his proximity <laughs> stats for approach were the were dead last because of this. <laughs> That's just so funny. Uh, breaking shot link. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Um, so it's interesting to go back. Uh, as you know, I've been around here for a little bit longer than a lot of people. And I remember back in 91 when John Daly won the PGA Championship. And there were a lot of stories that came out right after that saying, man, this is the future. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to be swinging out like John Daly. Your backswing is going to go so the club head is down by your knee. Um, you know, everyone's going to grip it and rip it as hard as they can. Uh, I remember, I remember Tom Fazio talking about how, you know, we're going to have to change some of the golf courses and, and he's, you know, there were a lot of young, guys who sort of did swing like that but it reverted back because it wasn't sustainable right and i don't think i don't think this is again for everybody like i don't think everybody can go to the gym and put on 20 or 30 pounds um i'm sure some guys will do it but it almost is like a blending of the uh world long drive guys right and and the pga tour guys and i think there's going to be i mean look at two weeks ago what happened 
Webb Webb Simpson one. He he mm-hmm. averages two eighty five or two ninety off the tee. Like right. He's a short hitter. So I don't think this is going to change everything. No. But I think there'll be more players like Bryson that come through and and possibly win. I don't know. It's uh, what do you think? Yeah. No. I think I think that's you know I don't know if any tour player will run to the gym. Um, but you know the college kids or kids that are just starting might see this and say, "Hey, I could do this." But you're right, though. You have to have the frame for it to be able to handle the extra weight. And if you don't have that frame, that body frame, like so, a guy like Matt Wolf, I couldn't see doing it. Like right. he, he's he's got a slight frame, but he hits it almost as far as Bryson does. His long, his long drive, his long drive on Sunday was 377 yards. Yeah, so it, you know he <laughs> hit. He good. was he was hitting the, he was hitting the, almost the same spots as Bryson yesterday, and so again, I I agree with you. I think this probably works for a handful of guys potentially, and maybe some more coming up. So, it, but do you see coaches really changing the way they they say, okay, we got to put on weight, we got to get ball speed or club head speed and everything? Like, do you really think that it's it's going to go that way, like that far, to where they're being taught. Is, I think it already is to an extent. Like I think with uh, with all track men and things like yeah. that, and a lot of the research pro- processes that they have and the technology they have, they're able to to find more ball speed. And I think guys are beefing up. Um, you know, our own Adam Scully hits the gym and he's hitting it a lot longer. But I don't know if that's going to be for everybody. Like you right, said, I agree. Like like Matthew Wolf weighs what 165, 165 pounds, pounds and he yeah. can still hit at 100 miles an hour. Nobody's nobody told him to change his swing. I mean, he's got a very unique swing, at least take away part of it. And I think there's still going to be room for for lots of other swings out there and lots of other mm-hmm. guys. I mean, the third, I think it's the third. Um, guy on the career money list is Jim Furyk. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I mean, and there's a perfect example. He's probably 1,080th in driving distance in his career. Like it's <laughs> yeah. So you know, right. like I think you know, you just even look at you know, obviously ball technology and clubhead technology and club technology has had a hand in adding distance. Um, sure. You know, guys like you know Ricky Fowler have added distance without really beefing up at the gym. Um, mm-hmm. I think Bryson is a in an interesting case, and what he's doing is working for him. He's got seven straight top tens. Um, I know we don't brag about top tens. I'm sure he doesn't go bragging about his top tens, but he does have the win. I think the win helps validate what he's doing, because he yes. hasn't won yet. Um, and then people, there'll be detractors that say, well, he hasn't won a major yet, and then when he wins a major... They'll say, well, he didn't win on this style of court. Like, there's, everybody's going to detract from this because that's just what the media does. But yep. you can't argue with the numbers that he's generating right now and with the results he's generating. Like, he's 20 shots under par better than anybody else on tour so well, since get, the restart. Let, so Okay, so, so let's let's switch subjects here just to touch on Bryce. Stay on Bryson, but, like, we know about his length and all that. What did you think about his comment about the uh, the cameraman shouldn't be following him because we're we're worried about our brands here? Oh, that's a load of <laughs> that's a load of garbage. Yeah. You, like uh, this isn't the first time that cameras have been on a golf course. So, and you know what? Those cameras help your brand. Let's be honest, because those sponsors that are on your bag and on your hat and on your shirt, if you're not on television, aren't on your hat, your bag, and your shirt. Here's here's a great way to uh, to improve your brand. Don't act like a dickhead when you're on the golf course. <laughs> it's a great, <laughs> really? exactly. Like you know, like did Sergio say that after his uh, antics in Saudi Arabia? 
I don't remember him saying, yeah. oh, why did a camera catch that? It's hurting my yeah. brand. He never said that. Uh, yeah, that's. it's still strange. There are still some controversial things that he says, that Bryson says, and and you still kind of wonder what and who he is. <laughs> he did say yeah. afterwards, there was a little video of him talking, I think, in his room, and he called the whole thing a nothing burger. Um, <laughs> but but <laughs> I don't know if he's eating burgers now, but... But it did seem did seem like it's just sort of adds to this uh, whole aura of what a weird, strange, mm-hmm. unusual, um, impressive guy that he is, right? Yeah, he's a smart guy, and we know this. So he's playing a part, and maybe this was part of the play, part of what he's playing, just to keep himself in the news. But again, like if it was a nothing burger, then he would have said nothing. Yeah, and 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 I mean, it's not like this guy. I don't know. Did you see that Instagram thing? Like he had a fifteen-minute video of yes. his, and that was highly produced. And obviously, he had a camera following him around. So there's like a real weird part of of him. Like, who would do that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Just to show I, you I daily imagine. routine, I don't know. Like, if I can't either. Like, um, he's a, he's an intro. He's always been weird. And again, like he's trying to he's trying to take golf a different way. Right, he's trying to take it to more scientific way, and I mean, I with think, the one think, length, the one length clubs, and the way he, the way he practices by spraying water on the ball to replicate the morning dew, you know, he really pays attention to all that stuff. And now yeah. it's now it's now it's gotten with his bulk. So I don't know if he was, I don't know what the deal is with it because I, I don't care, and I love golf, and I'm paid to, we're both paid to cover golf. I don't care what he does in his fifteen minutes. Um, it's it's just seems to me. You know, like I don't know. He he is a weird character to try and mm-hmm. figure out, and I'm sure he's a very nice guy. And I mean, right. I've interviewed him a few times, and he seems good. Although he starts getting into some numbers, and it's it's very different, and it's very hard to understand. I sometimes wonder if he does that just to kind of overwhelm the people because he knows they don't know, or if right. he really doesn't understand that. Like I don't know what these numbers mean, and he just right, says, "Well, exactly. yeah, everybody should know what this is." I don't know what the answer is. There, <laughs> I think to be honest it's probably the latter because I think he's trying to tell people this is how it's this is how it should be done. Don't you? Yeah. Like I, I yeah. Well, I guess I since guess he's in a been lot out, since he's been out, he it really is shoved in your face as to what he's doing. He doesn't hide it. Um, no. And you know, even with the, you know, he does it right out in front of everybody all the time. So maybe okay, this is just part of his persona that, you know, this is be. me. I'm right out there. Could be. Um, okay, let's do. Uh, let's change gears here just to uh, to finish this part up. Um, how about the Canadian uh, Canadians on tour this year? Um, we got six in the week in the tournament this week at the workday. Uh, we've had a guy in the hunt basically every week mm-hmm. coming through. Um, in the first four stops, we've got uh, three inside the top 100 for the first time ever. Almost mm-hmm. four. Almost four, yeah. For the, which would also, of course, coincidentally, how this happens, it would also be the first time ever. Is that how it works? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I would argue that this is the deepest. I won't say it's the best yet, right, but I right. would say it's the deepest and the widest uh, group of Canadians that we've had on the PGA Tour since I've been covering the tour anyway. Right, right. I agree I agree completely. Like I, I agree when you say deepest and maybe not the best because when Stephen and Weir were there, they were winning more. They were winning a lot more. So, um, but it, it for sure is. And again, like you look at the 
So, you know, it was Connors for the first couple weeks, but Hadwin had a round here and Hughes had a round there in the first couple weeks. And and then Mac had his big week. And that was against the toughest fields that they're going to face all year. Like when you put it outside into that majors. perspective. Outside, outside, of outside majors. majors, right. So on a regular tour event, you don't see eight of the top ten in the world generally. Right. There's a few tournaments here. You sprinkle a few tournaments here and there that you see them. Um, and these guys, you know, again, they've, they're all now experienced too, right? They've, you know, they've, Mac and Nick won early and then had trouble keeping up. Well, now Nick's won again. Mac's almost won a couple of times. Um, Adam's almost won a couple of times. And Corey is probably, I don't know, arguably the best of them all. Arguably. You you know, the funny thing about Corey is, and people forget this, this is really only his second full year. That's right. You know, so I mean, he's still, he's a smart guy. He's, he's, he might be smarter than Bryson, but yeah. he's got, uh, he, you know, he's got a, a very uh, advanced stage of where I think of understanding things and where things are. I don't think he's, he's mystified or scared of the tour in any way, shape no. or form. Although, but I think there's still some stuff to learn for him. And I think yes. he'd be the first to tell you that. Um, but I think you're right. He could be the best of them all. I think the interesting thing is um, if we get a couple of good performances from Hughes and Taylor this week to have four in top, in top hundred and it completely changes the, uh, the race for the Olympic team. Yes. Yes. You know, that's, it was just basically a lock, slam dunk that it was going to be Adam and Corey and now there's four guys in the running and they all want it I can tell you right. that I've talked to them all about it so yeah exactly that, that, it'll bring some more intrigue to it for sure over the next year and uh, yeah it was a foregone conclusion that it was the it was Adam and Corey right uh, and now you know one win one win later a couple top fives for Mac and you know and, and Adam had a good final round that got him into the top five got him important FedEx points um you know, it's important to get your points now because it's a shortened season. And then right. hopefully this leads to more guys at more majors for Canada yes. too, right? So, yes, um, exactly. You know, if you get into the top 100, you are you are solid. You're solidly in the major, or at least close to the majors, right? So, um, yeah. you know, that's, that's what we hope for. We want these guys playing in majors and winning majors. That's right. That's right. I'd settle for any tournament at this point, but they're mm-hmm. uh, they're they're doing pretty well. All right. Well, let's uh, let's enjoy this week. Six Canadians, as we said. Bryson is not playing this week, so there'll be a little less attention on um, what he has for breakfast and uh, and protein shakes and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll I tell you, we some... see. I tried to have seven protein shakes. It didn't help me at all. <laughs> yeah. I you know it's the one thing about that diet. He might have a heart attack or something Jeez, <laughs> that's a lot of shakes man up. it's a it's a lot it's a lot of protein oh anyway we'll uh we'll we'll discuss that another time uh all right that's it for this week i am run i am bump we'll talk to you again